You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sembrano. Host of Locked On Rays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You can subscribe to Locked On Rays on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and online at fanstreamsports.com and the Fanstream Sports app. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play Locked On Rays. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Rays. And be sure to check out our brand new Patreon page, patreon.com slash unfiltered. Ulysses, I think we just landed a new patron today as, or the other day. As we recorded this episode, and uh, we got one. Uh, I don't yeah. know his name, but I know his Twitter name. His Twitter name is American Loco. He's always very active. Yes. We always interact during uh, the live tweeting. So that's awesome. Thank you so much. And I think on Friday, we had another new yes. patron Aunt Verdi. So yes. if you want to get in on all the action, I mean, I hate to do kind of a whole preamble here, but we did also have a very, I think, entertaining and fun discussion, Zoom roundtable, not yeah. a meeting, not even a chat, just a <laughs> roundtable, shooting the crap, if you will. Uh, we had Samantha, Joseph, Carlos, Melissa, Austin, myself, and Ulysses. Uh, it was a lot of fun, and you can actually go and listen to that for free on patreon.com slash raise unfiltered if that's something you want to be a part of uh you know what to do there's there's the directions there on that just sign up for tier three that's all you got to do uh okay (laughs) your tampa bay rays win another nail biter in the playoffs 2-1 over the houston trash cans in game one of the alcs at the rays home ballpark in san diego uh Ulysses, I think it's fair to say, yeah, nail biter. I literally do not have nails left. I'm done. I, it's going to take weeks to get to grow these babies back. I might have an ingrown, to be honest. Yeah, I, I don't know what else is next. If anybody has some tips on what to do. Uh, toenails. Done- Just start picking the toenails. <laughs> well, that, that's the thing, though. You have to start doing with your yoga poses a little bit, your, yeah. your downward dogs, your warrior, in order to get some flexibility. And then maybe we can reach the, the toes here. For, for, for the end of this yes. series. But it's, boy, they love one-run games. They love it, and uh, we love to ha- love them, and we love to hate them, too. Yes. Because it, it does make the game more exciting to, to always have that threat, uh, you know, persistent on the basis. But uh, let's start with uh, your boy, uh, Mr. Twitch, Mr. Snellzilla. What, Mr. Balake, Mr. Chipotle, Mr. Frappuccino, <laughs> Mr. Video Game, Mr. Give Me My Money, I Want it's My your, Skrilla. I think yeah. we've covered all the bases here with Blake 100. Snell. Sneakerhead. Should we keep what, going? He's a 15-year-old heart. Guys. But it's only 25 minutes long, or hopefully. But uh, what, what do you think uh, of his outing yesterday? You know what? I think I was impressed by it, and here why... Uh, here is why I was impressed by it because he didn't have his best stuff. He didn't have his best command, but he was still able to grind and grind and grind through. We've got to acknowledge this is a, what they did in the regular season. Sure. They struggled, but this is a good lineup. We saw this in the ALDS. This is a team that hits hits for power and doesn't strike out. And yeah, there were some shaky moments starting with the, 
the first inning where it was like a 30 pitch inning. He gives up the home run to Altuve. And then was it in the fourth where he had the bases loaded? And it was just, I mean, that was, I'm surprised you didn't call the ER in the, the top of the fourth <laughs> inning there. But the fact that he grinded, he found a way to hold the Astros with some help from his defense, which we'll get to, to whatever his stat line is. Yeah, we would have loved to see him get through the six and maybe have more strikeouts. But look, at the end of the day, you, you did your job as far as uh, holding the Astros to one run. So I was, it, it impressed, Snell impressed me. I will say that with what he had to offer or what he didn't have to offer with his stuff and command and control and everything. Look at the first five guys in that lineup. Springer, Altuve, Branley, Bregman, Correa. That's all-star times five, okay? Mm-hmm. That's not an easy lineup to to, to see. And, and he got to see it for plenty, okay? Because yeah. uh, the, the, those pitches caught up to him pretty quick in the inning, in the first inning, like you said. I think he had 31 by the time the, the first was yes. done. So it, it was a long, long first inning for him. But... At the end of the day, I, I agree with you. One run is the most important thing. And I said this earlier. I think it was for the wild card game. I'm not looking here for style points at all. I right. don't care if they win sloppily as long as they win. And Snell, yeah, that was sort of a sloppy start by him. You know, six hits in five innings, not great. Two walks, only two strikeouts. So he didn't have his swing and miss kind of stuff. Um, he wasn't really decepting the the, the, the hitters. He wasn't fooling right. them. At the end of the day, the most important thing on that stat line is the one run. One yes. run allowed. And, and, and I think you, you have to give him credit for that. Yeah, you would like the six innings. But I said yesterday, the worst case scenario, Snell gives you six innings and three runs allowed. I'll mm-hmm. take five innings, one run allowed better than six and three. A hundred percent. That quality start that six innings, three runs allowed, that's crap in comparison to five innings and one run allowed, especially yes. to that very, very top heavy lineup. So I think Snell did pretty good. And hopefully giving up that home run to Altuve sends sort of a message to the rest of the Rays pitchers. Okay, do not throw a fastball up in the zone to five foot six Jose Altuve. Maybe him. A Rosarena, there's just a handful of guys that can hit that fastball. He can top of the zone. Yes. So you got to you've got to change your way of thinking with that because I know the game is now geared to all right, throw the four seam up and then the drop uh, drop the breaking ball down off of that. Right. You got to change it a little bit with the uh, the the very very short Jose Altuve, if you will. Everybody's different, right? He is going to tomahawk in those pitches. Yeah. Uh, with an impressive Cirque du Soleil kind of swing. It's it's crazy how he does it, but he does it. So, yes, hopefully that serves as a reminder for the rest of the stable to kind of not go up there with uh, with Altuve. But I do want the Astros hitters to keep pumping fastballs in the wheelhouse of one Randy Habanero Arozarena because, my goodness, are, we're just witnessing Something that we'll probably talk about in trivia for years yes. to come is how many home runs did Randy Rosarena hit in his rookie year in 2020 in the postseason? Because now he's up to four, correct? Four, I believe, yes. And Look I think that. he has his most, uh, as many extra base hits. Ties a Rays record with Upton and Longo, I want to say. I thought wow. I read that somewhere. Either way, the stats are very, very impressive with 
Randy Rosarina, and you wonder at some point if they're just not going to pitch to him. And, and I do like the move by Cash to put him at second in the order. Try to yeah. get this guy as many as more bats, bats. at yeah. bats as possible. You see, I think the Angels have started to do it with Mike Trout. Like, hey, yeah. we've got to let, let's look. <laughs> yeah. As if we get one runner on base, that's fine. That's fine. Right. We just we need a we need more a Ros at the plate, if you will. Yeah. Again, fastball. Put it anywhere. He's going to deposit it. That pitch was up and away. He sends it to right center like clockwork. We've seen that several times. He's not just a pull hitter for a home run. He will hit it. No, he's not. Anywhere in the ballpark. Yes. No, he's not. Actually, two of his uh, of his home runs have been to right center. Yeah. So that's pretty. That's pretty nice to see. And another one completely off Otaka. So he's got four home runs. He's actually two away from Longo's rookie uh, postseason record of six right. home runs so can he do it he's got yes. plenty of games left uh to, to try to do it uh now so. i'd like to know with a Roz when again randy rosarina when he hits these home runs because it seems like they've been early early ish in games yeah and that's kind of that's that can be a momentum shift i know this one was in the the bottom of the fourth right after that crazy fourth inning that blake snell and company yeah was able to work at, and that was kind of a little bit, I think, of a gut punch to the Astros. Like, okay, they tied this one up. We know how good this team is. Right after ball games, yes, we could have done some damage to them, and they closed the door, and then we let in this home run. Uh, that, that, that's yeah, that's nice. Speaking of offense, so you don't. Am I going to have to be the one to bring up Mike Zanino here? Uh, you're going to have to. You're going to have to bring Mike Zanino. Bring the UF. A product. Bring, bring a Cape Coral fanatic. Bring your prop bet of will he yes. hit over two hundred? He did definitely did not, but he came through yesterday. Just a little, a, you know. Some that's how baseball is sometimes. If you saw the slow motion, that bat wiggled till no end. It mm-hmm. was at what two inches away from uh, I think Correa's glove, or was there a shift? So maybe it could have been there Altuve. was a shift. Yeah, it was it was Altuve. So hitting it through the shift. <laughs> He like jumps that. on the first pitch. Look, I'll say this. Zanino's had better at bats lately. He's not just sure. swinging at junk all the time like uh, my boy Hunter Renfro's done lately. Whoa. He's fouling off some tough pitches. He's laying off some good breaking balls outside. Yeah. It's it's one of those things where, Longer Mikey, you don't, ha- yeah, you don't have to swing for the fences. Every- Base hit, that's all we need. And yes. I loved how that how that run was scored in the sense of the Rays actually for once seemingly lately manufactured a run. Mm-hmm. Uh, who was it that was on base? I can't even remember now. It uh, was, uh, was it Adamus? Adamus drew the walk. Okay. Adamus yeah, so Adamus walk, draws yeah. the walk. Margot moves him over. KK moves him over even further to third. And then Zanino with the RBI single. That's what you yeah. got to do sometimes. And I think what 80 you something do. percent of the Rays runs in, in the postseason have been, uh, through the home run. So it's nice to see them yeah. kind of move a little bit away from that at times because you're going to need to produce some uh, a little bit different kind of runs yeah. because sometimes a pitcher is not going to be very home run prone and, right. and you're going to have to do something different with that. But yeah, Zanino, go, go get yours. Uh, I think he's definitely had a, a better postseason than he did a regular season. So Hopefully this this keeps going, right? I mean, yeah. it, 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 when he make he he he'll make the lineup a little bit longer and thicker and, and not seem like oh well here comes an easy out, which mm-hmm. you know that's very deflating. To right. Know when somebody comes on and you're like oh well this is we can just move on to the next guy. 
The other guy that I think we should probably highlight briefly, I know it didn't yield a run necessarily, but another bottom of the order guy, Kevin Kiermeyer, getting those wow. two doubles there. Yeah. And he may nice have had, who knows, maybe a third base hit up the middle, if not for Framber Valdez, like <laughs> yeah. acrobatic. I, I think he just stuck his glove out and was yeah. hoping that he would snack he it and he ultimately snacked it. Yeah. He was smiling after that catch. Yeah. Like, he's like, well, that, that turned out pretty well. Now, KK, always when he's on, it's always a, a, a thrill to, to watch. Yeah. Against lefties, too. Hits yeah. versus lefties. I think a curveball and a sinker. And a sinker. So this guy, yeah, he's nice. starting to heat up a little bit, especially at a time where, look, the umpire, there was one at bat there. It might have been the, the ground ball to Valdez where the ump called like two two strikes way they should not have been strikes and like kk's like what are you doing you are killing me i remember here. one low I, yeah. one that was rather low and he was like he kind of looked he was robbed a couple I, times I manny think, he was like hey still, come on yeah but he but, got you know good at, wood on it yeah at the end of the day though i think yes we can highlight those guys but you've still i think going forward in this this series you can't expect to like in the yankee series expect to win two one every single night you left nine runners on base. You went one for eight with runners in scoring position. I mean, our boy Rosarina did leave four on base. Look, he he was huge with the home run right. and everything. But um, three strikeouts man. too. Yeah. Uh, so so no, I think yeah, you're right. One more guy that I would like to highlight before uh, we move on to the defense, I think is, is has to be Brandon Lau. I know that that hit was very funky and all swinging that. butt, baby. But, but got him a hit, got him a knock. He was asking for the ball in a joking manner right after he got to first. But his last at bat is what I got really happy about. He he fouled off some pitches. He he laid off some tough uh, breaking balls in the dirt. Yes, he did strike out with a two seamer running in on him. Yeah. But it did look more like a Brandon Lau at bat. He wasn't flailing. He wasn't, you know, right. out of sorts. That I'm telling you, Brandon Lau is going to be big for this this series. He has yeah. to wake up. He's too much of a good hitter to be just drying out there. I know it's what three hits out of thirty at bats. Right. People that want Brandon Lau on the bench just realize this. He's an All Star. He also was the MVP of this season. And number three. He's not the only guy that's struggling. Willie Adamas has as many hits as Brandon Lau yeah. in seven and seven less at bats. Also, if you have resigned and 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 admitted and accepted that Mike Zunino is going to be the starter of this team, of this championship caliber team, and he hits 130 in the regular season, and you've accepted that mm-hmm. fact, you gotta accept the fact that Brandon Lau will be in the lineup every day, and yep. that is okay. That'll be okay. He is going to wake up. And maybe facing a righty today in Lance McCullers, because I think didn't he only face exclusively lefties yesterday? For a while. Yeah. For a while. So that's something to watch out for. I wonder with Brandon Lau, this would have to be a discussion at a, at a later point, but with teams pitching him up so much more, if he'll have to maybe make an adjustment with his batting stance and the way he holds his bat, because he does hold it low almost yeah. to his sort of belt midsection area. So maybe he has to adjust it and keep it higher. I don't know. Maybe a little right. change there at some point. You never know. I mean, KK changed his stance. It's kind of working out in this postseason. So, you know, also Brent Lau had a pretty good uh, defensive uh, double play there. That was pretty, pretty yeah. clutch. Was that in the eighth inning, I believe? Yeah. And he wasn't the only one. This, that, this I think, was huge. 
the fact that the defense was backing up Snell and picking up Snell, yes. uh, uh, particularly on ground balls, um, I think maybe the the biggest one that stands out to me is the Adamas double play, single okay. hand double play, where Kyle Tucker hits a screamer to him, and then he's playing again. He's shifted like he's a second baseman there, and to have yeah. the instincts to know the situation, the wherewithal to step on second to get Bregman out, force him out there again. You. It's all about knowing situational awareness. What do yes. I do if the ball is hit to me? And Adam, if he hesitates, he thinks for right. a split second, Bregman is safe there. Furthermore, after he makes that play, after he gets those two outs, do you see you coaching up Blake? Hey, one more. We yeah. got two, baby. We got two. Like That is leadership. That is something that can't be defined Talk. in a uh, in a spray chart. That's in or, you, man. Yes. That's in you. Yes. That, that, that's, that's something... You- yeah, that's so important in the field, right? Like this is a playoffs. You want your guys to be, hey, calming your your ace down. Hey, look, it's fine. We got to. You're, you're fine. You did that. You got us two outs. Right. Get us get us through this. Yeah. So I, I love that double play. I think you're right. But for me, in the more nail-biting moment, I think was the eighth inning. Okay. Where Aaron Loop didn't really have his stuff. No. Um, and, and Diego comes in, and I believe it was one pitch that he had to throw, just like I think three games ago with Nick Anderson, and the Rays get a, a double play, an unassisted double yeah. play with, with, with Lau. They're with the backhand. The yes. backhand glove touches the bag, throws the first double play. Beautiful, very yeah. clutch. Again, the, the defense really uh, came through yesterday. Look, there were some other guys too. Like I think, again... I'm heaping praise on Mike Zanino. He made a lot of stops, a lot of key yeah. stops um, at, at the backstop there. Uh, Brousseau, the ball was hit to him a lot, and he yes. handled it. First at third base where he had, a, he had a hard line out that he had to catch. He had a high hopper. He had one that he had to come in on at his yeah. shoelaces and make the throw. Then he's at first base. He, ha- he has to make a backhanded play and then toss to Castillo to get the... Yes. I mean, he was... I know he's not the the best defender necessarily. You might rather have Joey Wendell at third base at times, but when his name was called, he he delivered, and, right. and that was huge for him right there. And I, again, I know uh, Renfro is struggling uh, mightily, to say the least, offensively, but he did make an impressive catch early on in the game down the right field line where he was shifted versus Gurriel. And again, he knows Petco Park. He knows the dimensions and just having the athleticism to go into foul territory down the right field line to make that catch. You never know. You give Gurriel, I know he's struggling. You give him an extra pitch to hit. You never know what happens there. I so don't want to give him an extra pitch. So yeah. I don't want to know. A good, good Snell's pickoff play me. at first, too, for Springer. Yeah. yeah. Again, a lot of good it things. was a very, when you win two to one, it's not just going to be two things that 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 got you the game. It's a lot of things, and I think in this first segment we've we've kind of covered hopefully all the bases about that. Yes, uh, you want to briefly mention the stable before we move on the the B team, if you will. <laughs> Is that what we're calling it? The B team. Look, the fact that you didn't have to use you Nick use Anderson. Castillo. Yeah, you use okay. Castillo. he's your one, he's your A guy. Yeah, but you use. Uh, Curtis He's Aaron Loop, who hasn't been used in 12 days. Curtis, I'm sure people were freaking out about that. But the <laughs> fact that you've got you've got Anderson for tonight, you got Fairbanks yeah. for tonight. Who knows? Castillo says he can pitch every day. I know he's pitched four of his last six. Uh, I think you'll give him a rest today. Yeah, I think he'll get a rest. But I think you would expect uh, you would expect that Morton can go semi deep, five, six. We'll get to this. Later on, and then you can you can unleash 
Unleash oh, the great. A team. Unleash great, the a team. great, great work by the by the by the ponies. Can we call these guys? The there we go. They, yeah, yeah. They, I don't. I don't think they want to be called the ponies. But no, Curtis did great. Uh, Thompson was better than everybody else uh, from that B time. Yeah, he made that team. quick. Yeah. And Loop, unfortunately, he didn't have his best stuff. But uh, I like Loop. I'm sorry. I like Loop. And look at he's his got 2020 good stats. Stuff. He's got good he's, stuff. Look at his 2020 stats. He did well. Only two teams got him beat up, and that was obviously Boston and his former team, the Blue Jays. So uh, run him out there. But I think we're going to see a little bit of Sleegers tonight, and we're going to see a little bit of Jose Alvarado tonight. Who made the roster? Yes, that is interesting. Who knows? Maybe at some point we'll see McClanahan. Look, you can't – I don't think you can get – too much bad on loop he hasn't pitched in 12 days and then you throw right. him in game one of the alcs but he was he was ramping it up to 96 at times sidearm or lefty yeah. like that like that's good look, he gets the ball again i think it's going to be sort of okay like john curtis he had his he had his one mistake he had his one yeah. bad moment he's gotten that out of the way all right loop you're a veteran you you're good to go now we, we've yes. got you loosened up a little bit and you're ready to move on from there all right we will continue this discussion but first we've got to tell you about built bar the improved built bar is even more delicious than ever before ulysses they're not up to just 18 amazing flavors they've got a 19th flavor what yes Which one? strawberry They've got a mm. strawberry flavor. I've seen the pictures. It looks absolutely scrumptious. Um, and it's only for a limited time. It's a limited release. So you well, we, might want to get your hands on it while you can. How do we get it? Do we go to just builtbar.com? It is as easy as that. You go to builtbar.com. You use promo code locked on, and that'll get you 20% off your next order. If you want to mix and match with strawberry, maybe some other flavors, you've got I mean, the, again, you got your choice of 19 flavors. Now you can go cookies and cream, you can go cherry, coconut, almond, you can go peanut butter. There's a lot of different directions you can go with this thing, like the like the Ray's stable and bullpen, right? Exactly. You got you got you got your chocolate men, right? You got your peanut butter brownie. That's my favorite one. So why not why not pair yeah. those up with a little bit of fridge action and maybe a low calorie ice cream? Look, you're, you're Kevin Cash already. That is a Kevin De Niro moment <laughs> right there. Here's what you're going to get from the Built Bars, okay? You're going to get something around the range of just 180 calories, just 5 grams sugar, just 5 grams net carbs, and an amazing 18 grams of protein. So it's great pre-workout, after-workout. You want a little healthy dessert at night, you can do that. Again, a lot of d- different options with this thing. Also, uh, Built Bar has partnered with multiple breast cancer awareness organizations, including Barbells for Boobs, I love that one, uh, Breast Cancer Angels, Huntsman Cancer Institute, and Living Beyond Breast Cancer. They will match a donation to each of those organizations for up to $50 per order. All right, Ulysses, I think uh, the listeners have heard from us enough, quite a bit, maybe need a little bit of a breather, so... Uh, want some comments from some of our listeners, some of our uh, active people on Twitter out there, uh, giving okay. their thoughts post game. Uh, we've got Adam G, Adam Bomb, four one eight. He says uh, the double play in the eighth was so clutch. Uh, Adam Deeb at Tampa Bay Sports Fanatic says, from a Houston Cheaters perspective, I thought they had to have game one. The Rays have a great chance to take command of the series tomorrow with Charlie on the bump in a fresh bullpen. 
Uh, Samuel Bayless, Patreon subscriber, by the way, at Bartram13 says, hell yes. Yeah, that sums it up. Look, Sam, <laughs> Sam knows what's up. He keeps yeah. it short and sweet there with the good stuff. Uh, at Darren, or Darren Stone at D&L Stone says, get the bats going. But yeah, this team seems to thrive on one-run games. Love it. But Darren, Darren, don't you love to eat your knuckles? I'm sorry, Darren. It's all going to be one-run games. And the offense is just doing right where they want to do, which is one more than the opposition, and that is okay. Look, the games are entertaining, that's for sure. It was so entertaining that I didn't even get an opportunity to do the switcheroo with the Sunday <laughs> night game. I just saw, the, and that was a great game too. I only saw the final score. Dang it! So if <laughs> if baseball is distracting me from football and the NFL, that is a good thing. How could it not? I never look at me. I never get distracted by football ever. Okay. You get distracted I, by football. There you go. Not there football. You go. <laughs> there we go. Uh, Toby Nickerson says, uh, at Toby Nick, he says, another top defensive performance from the boys. Those double plays fire. Uh, still got loud to find his form. What a start. And then uh, Chris Winston at TB underscore bucks underscore for life says, my nerves are likely thrown up all over the house. <laughs> wow, I love winning these one-run games, but let's get some offense going, please. So, yeah, I think these guys just about summed it up here. I mean, Chris, no, again, I'm going to have to throw you in the Darren bus here. It's okay. Enjoy eating your knuckles, your uh, your your toenails, as we said, everything. Get that that, that safety blanket, that security blanket. Well, I don't know what, 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 what do you yeah. call it? Uh, and, and hug that real tight, and it's going to be okay. The boys are going to make enough runs to get the W. Hey, they've shown it lately. And also, here's a stat for you. In postseason history, teams winning game one of any best of seven series have gone on to win the series 114 of 179 times. That equates to 64%. The Rays are the home team for, of course, game one, game two, game five, and game six. So we should all keep that in mind. Uh, today, this is an afternoon game. I'm not happy about it. I don't nope. like the 407. Make it at 5 p.m. Why can't you make it at 5 p.m., people? The Dodgers. Still have time because for the, of the Dodgers. Dodgers game. Because the Dodgers, 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 Dodgers. We know the Dodgers are going to take down the Braves in five, right? I mean, come yeah. On. They, yeah, they get look, one. Look, there's no... I, I get if you're trying to avoid the Monday night NFL game, but that's going to happen regardless with the Dodgers-Braves game. Look, you can make the Rays game at 5 p.m., make the Dodgers game at 8.20, 8.30, and then... People can still watch both games. Look, I, when you get this far into the playoffs, I just don't get it. And I know we're a little bit spoiled with having primetime games every single day of the week last week. But you got to help us out here a little bit. Like I don't, But I don't care. This is so stupid. Like, oh, we can't go against Monday Night Football. Look, man, if they want to watch football, they'll watch football. If they want to yeah. watch baseball, they'll watch baseball. This whole If you don't like baseball, no matter what time of the day you're going to put it on, you're not going to watch baseball. Okay, right. if, if football's your thing, you're gonna watch your football. Like, so I don't and people understand. are gonna watch it anyway because they're at work, right? There you go. They're not exactly. gonna be able to pay attention. It's selectively paying attention or listening. Also, this is a problem because the Rays are a small market team that we have noted many times that the national media doesn't care about them, right? Okay, so then obviously that 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 doesn't give you prime time. Who are they playing against? The Houston Astros, yes. the team that everybody uh, uh, hates except for people that reside in in the H. 
So it's kind of like, well, nobody cares about this anyway, so we'll slot him at 4 o'clock, and that really, really stinks. Look, I've got conspiracy theory here. In addition to wanting to try to avoid the NFL and not compete with them and everything like that, uh, I think the the radio broadcast crews for the Rays and the Astros probably uh, collected together and say, we need an afternoon game so people will be listening to us on the radio on their drive time home. Yeah. That is my conspiracy theory. I Dave like Wills, Andy Freed, they they started this thing. Hey, can we have one four oh seven p.m. Veterans, the, yes, they know what they're what, what they're doing, and you know what? They're actually in San Diego. Uh, Dave and Andy have made the trip. They're all the way over in state classy San Diego. So so that's nice. Good for them to to, to get that trip with the boys. That is a. I'm glad you bring that point up because I heard something this weekend that just blows my mind and totally encapsulates i don't know i don't know if i said that correctly it totally takes in what 2020 is so last week of course it was the dodgers and the padres right yeah uh, playing I, I mean they had pretty late games but there was a point and maybe a couple points last week where you had the rays yankees going on at petco park in the padres home radio broadcast crew they were broadcasting the Padres-Dodgers game from Petco Park while the Rays-Yankees game is going on in Petco Park. So they're calling yeah. the game how many thousand miles away while they've got a game right in front of them. Isn't that crazy? You can't make room for for uh, two radio guys and an engineer on your charter flight? I don't know. I don't it, it, I'm a little uh, biased here because I've got a radio background and we do a podcast and we're kind of in the media here, but look, it's... It's a weird year. I'll say that. It, it's a weird it's year. definitely a weird year. And when I heard that, I heard that. I, I was just laughing. I was like, oh, my God. The, of course, 2020, uh, you know, you're actually in a ballpark watching a game and you're not actually calling yes. that game. It, that's that's crazy. Uh, OK, so should we move on to previewing yes. game two? We got Charlie Morton going against Tampa zone. I think he went to Jesuit high. Jesuit product. Lance McCullers Jr. Actually, I have played in the same adult softball league are on the same fields as his brother uh so yeah the the mccullers is name that good is, for us is that is that going to be I a good know, omen look i i think the the good omen here is uh mccullers gave up five runs four earned and allowed three homers and one mm-hmm. walk in four plus innings in game one of the alds against oakland although he did look better down the stretch in september and that morton um allowed just one run in over five innings in game three against the Yankees. And he's been very good in postseason games with the Rays. So look, I, I like this matchup for the Rays. I I'm just going to throw that out there. I think this, I, I think it's going to be quite frankly, I think it's going to be another close game, maybe yes. a little more offense than uh, <laughs> yesterday, but it, it should be fun. It'll be interesting to see how the Rays decide to counteract McCullers Jr. wondering how long he's going to be in the ball game. Are they just going to try to throw him out for three, four innings, then maybe bring in Christian Valdez after that? That remains to be seen. But what's so interesting about this matchup between McCullers and Morton is these guys basically were a battery in 2017 in, in Game Seven against uh, was it was it the AL or no? Was it the World Series? I is can't it the remember. World Series against yeah, the Dodgers the World Game Series, Seven. Yeah. No, game so. Seven. This is what actually worries me, and, and that, that's a great um, pickup there, is that they know Charlie. 
So, yeah, I, I think that the yeah. Yankees lineup is a little bit more threatening than the Astros lineup um, by a tick or two. Yeah. But when you know the pitcher so well, that actually gives you the upper hand. So right. that's what I'm worried about is 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 how Charlie's going to navigate through a lineup that knows the book on him. And, and, and they kind of revamped Charlie in 2017. So that, that, that's going to be very interesting to see. Now, Lance McCullers Jr., he's not going to, you know – uh, blow you away with a fastball. I think his fastball velocity is about 94, maybe tops at 95. So right. he doesn't have really huge powerful stuff. Uh, powerful stuff uh, uh, has a curveball uh, uh, and a changeup that he works. So uh, I, he's not a big strikeout guy either. I think he had 56 strikeouts and 55 innings pitched. So there, there will be contact. And I know that that sounds a little bit hopeful, maybe because the Rays love yes. love to strike out, but if he's not a strikeout guy, hopefully the, the Rays can can get some contact going and, and get some of those bats um, hot. I mean, he's a righty, so you're going to see Austin Meadows. You're going to see Brendan Lau. Uh, Kevin Kiermaier was hot yesterday. Can yeah. he keep that up? Um, Maybe it, it, Yoshi? Maybe Yoshi? we see an appearance from well, Yoshi? Yeah, because Hunter Renfro four for four strikeouts, that's oh, not going to do it in the ALCS. I'm sorry. you got to tell your boy. To, to step it up a little bit more than yeah. four strikeouts. So we might see Yoshi in there, and, and that's okay. I, I like Yoshi. Yoshi has got to wake up. He has to have yeah. a postseason bomb, a postseason moment, and it could happen tonight. At the very least, Yoshi will make you throw strikes, and he'll make you earn a strikeout because he won't just swing at absolute junk like we've seen from Renfro <laughs> pretty yes. much all season, I guess, right? Uh, well, I guess with the, the one thing that gives me confidence, I guess, about Morton is – Look, I think in, in this day and age, pretty much everybody has the book on everybody. But I'm yes, the Astros do have more of a book on on Morton to this point. Um, right. But didn't he do very well in his last year against the Astros? I think he was pretty good. I mean, I, I can't, think he got a he's maybe a run or two in five innings. Right? Okay, that's pretty good. Uh, hey, in, I'll in take that. If he, if he gives if he gives you some Blake Snell type of line, yeah. five innings, one run, five innings, two runs. And that's I'll without trash that. cans and buzzers and, and all sorts of <laughs> nonsense there too. I'll so. take that. I'll take that because th- then you have to cover four innings. And you didn't use Fairbanks and you didn't use Ando. I'm not saying two innings each because it's not a decisive right. game. But, you know, an inning and a, and a third, an inning and two thirds maybe uh, from both of them. And that, that gets you a little bit closer. But we could see some Shane McClanahan action. I think we could see some Jose Alvarado. And we could see some Aaron Sleegers today. It's very, very possible. Uh, score prediction for tonight, Ulysses. Uh, bats got to wake up. I'm going five to two raise. Okay. Glad you said raise there. Making it clear. Uh, I'll go five to three raise. Okay. Okay. Yes. And I, uh, I will be putting my money where my mouth is. I will be after this show, uh, literally going to my favorite betting site. I did win on the raise yesterday. Look, here's, for you. here's the Good playbook for you. here. Boys, uh, you just bet on the Rays for every... If you bet on the Rays, like, every single game, yeah, they're <laughs> going to lose their fair share of games. But at the end of the day, I mean, regular season, most of this postseason, they're going to earn you some money back. So This is how I know you are a, a Cincinnati Reds fan at heart. It's because you're doing the Pete Rose thing. I'm only betting on uh, my team, baby. Only it's betting true. on my yes. team. It Let works. me in the Hall of Fame. Dang it. <laughs> Let's do it already. Please. Okay. 
Uh, <laughs> all right. If you want more of content like this, if you think we're semi-entertaining and you like hearing about baseball talk and lots of things, uh, sign up for our Patreon page, patreon.com slash raise unfiltered. Lots of good stuff there. Lots of good opportunities as well, including uh, you'll get an invite to our annual fantasy baseball league. That's a lot of fun. Just a lot of stuff. We implore you to check it out and, right there. Yeah. Uh, you know, for, for this postseason run, we've actually done zoom meetings, including everybody uh, mm-hmm. from, from all tiers in, in Patreon. So after the, the, the season is over, that Zoom roundtable, not a meeting, never a meeting, yeah. is actually just for Tier 3. So right now we we want to get people amped up. So all tiers are invited to the Zoom roundtables. Yeah. But after the, the season is over, it'll be only Tier 3. And so if you want to participate, uh, make sure to sign up for Tier 3. Look, in the offseason might be the most fun times in conversation because we can talk about trades, free agent signings, outlook on 2021. What's the season's? I mean, it, are Player we going to have views? Yes, yeah. a lot of lot of things going on there. So check it out, Patreon.com/slash/Rays Unfiltered. All right, that wraps up this edition of Locked On Rays. Now play your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked On MLB. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. <laughs>